0: All right, hi everybody. It is episode eleven of the Northwest Method Express, and as we promised in the last episode, we're actually going to talk about food. I know that a lot of people, what you actually keep in your pantry and what we keep in our pantry, is something that's of great interest, and it's going to help, I think, a lot of people be successful as they start to to play in their kitchen studios. So I'm with Tony, and I I, I think. We want to talk a little bit, Tony. What, what's in your pantry?
1: Well, I, I think I already showed people what's in my pantry in one of the videos. Where I, I, one, of the, one of the drawer, all my spices, and I have mm-hmm. my my top five right at the bottom left. My go tos, which are cinnamon, cumin, mm-hmm. uh, Aleppo pepper. I can't live without Aleppo pepper. I think Aleppo mm-hmm. pepper is. To me, is much. If I was on an island, that I could decide between black pepper and Aleppo pepper. I think I would take Aleppo and sumac. I love my sumac. And your uh, smoked paprika. And my smoked. I think smoked paprika is now number five. It's no wow. longer number one. I mean, I've changed. I've evolved. <laughs> but I love my smoked paprika. And then I have all these, you know, your your coriander seed, and all the way all the way to the right is mastic and malheb and these sort of funky Middle Eastern spices. But, and above, right above in my open drawer pantry, I have toasted nuts. I cannot imagine living without toasted nuts. unless I have a nut allergy, then I can understand. But <laughs> you know, I, I buy my my the, all my different nuts in bulk, and I immediately, when I bring them home, I put them on a sheet pan and toast them in the oven, and then put them in a jar and there, there any chance any opportunity to put toasted nuts in, in a dish i will and you know some people snack on chips I, I i snack on a little handful of nuts one of the things that i start doing now is i grab a handful of nuts and i put about three back <laughs> so <laughs> i'm not overdoing it because i'm looking at uh, you know we're, we're doing this via zoom or we're talking via zoom but i'm looking at myself in the in the camera i'm starting to look like herman you know the cartoon Herman. I'm I'm starting to get wide at the at the bottom a bit. I don't know. It's just if that's it's just the angle, or... Tony. It's <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, but you know. But I think it's 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 interesting because you talk about toasting the nuts and then storing them. So what really what what you you've covered is sort of three things all in one. Is that you've applied a technique which is toasting them, which enhances the flavor. You're, you're doing it in bulk. So you're, you're creating convenience for yourself. But also what that does is it allows you to be creative at any point, those, those nuts, uh, they're, they're right handy whenever you need them.
1: Well, oatmeal in the morning, especially in the summer salads in the summer, and I like Mm -hmm. them to have some substance. So nuts gives me the fats and the calories. And yeah. And the other thing is the other thing that I have also in the pantry is grains. I, I know that you're you're a keto so but I, I I love my grains you know from making a, a pilaf to risotto to I mean I think I have we have about seven different grains in our in our pantry which again like the nuts we sometimes cook them in bulk so if we're cooking let's say a rice dish we cook not just for the two of us but we cook maybe eight to ten portions and then it goes in the fridge and with those grains in the fridge, we can do a lot of dishes. I can do again. I can throw it into a a cold salad, grain and and green and fruit and nut salad. But in stir the fry. winter months, a stir fry. Yeah. A stir fry. We did do one just the other day, just, just two days ago when Victor popped over. And I go, okay, you gotta feed him, gotta feed the one of the boys that just popped over and, and just stir- did a stir yes. fry.
0: Yep. Stir fry, fried. I mean, you know, so we talk about fried rice, but I mean, literally you just do fried grains, right? I mean, that's, I mean, that's a fried a, grains.
1: Yeah. So it can be yeah. like, you know, I, I I don't eat a lot of white rice, but except for a, a, a risotto. And I think, yeah, once in a while, I like to have my coconut rice with, 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 with a Thai stew or something like that. But yeah. And the thing is with... With grains, they actually freeze. Cooked grains actually freeze well. So there are certain grains that we also keep in the freezer. Because I live in a condo, my fridge is not as—I don't have a huge fridge, but there's only so much I can store in there. But so I have to be very, very frugal and very smart with what I, what I put in my freezer in my in my fridge. Actually, my free. Now we bought a, a little, a little, a, a small freezer that we have on our on our balcony. Mm-hmm. because we store more in our freezer than we ever did and it's again it's all about that i don't want to use the word convenience but actually it is having that yeah. convenience that you have things ready to go this morning i i i roasted a porchetta last night yeah. nice and i cooled it and i sliced it this morning yeah. and i put it in small little i wrapped it in small portions and then i put it in a, in a freezer bag and put it in a freezer. So now I want a sandwich. Yeah, I yeah. take one of those little packets, defrost, defrost, because it's already pre-sliced, defrost very easily. I have grain bread all the time and sourdough sliced all the time in my freezer. I can make a sandwich in no time.
0: It's, it's interesting because I want to transition a little bit to what you just said right there about con- two things, convenience and also freezing. People think about a pantry as sort of just dry you know room temperature whatever but you know to me i mean living in the burbs i have the luxury of a full-size freezer in my garage and i consider that an extension of my pantry because there's so much uh flexibility that you get i mean it's funny because convenience is is you you even hesitated when you said it because it's almost like a dirty word yeah but i think convenience for the purposes of flexibility and making sure that you have that ability to to actually cook quickly not not be able to necessarily cook garbage and processed food but to be able to access you know i mean i have one two probably at least six liters of of stock in my freezer at, yeah. any, at any time and people who you know you're not, you're never going to make stock and keep it in your fridge and reboil it to keep it fresh. You, you know, for the average home cook, they're either going to make their own and put it in the freezer or they're going to have, you know, pre-processed heavily sodium bought stock in their, in their fridge or in their pantry, well, which is unfortunate.
1: Well, well, we have the advantage of coming from the industry and the industry, and if you worked in successful places and you worked in, in, you know, places mm-hmm. where systems were very key to the success of that business. So you're going to see good storage strategies and good yeah. strategies of what to have on hand and you know probably there's a list of, of how much of every ingredient is in, in the in, in the kitchen. Yeah. A lot of home cooks don't apply that strategy. I mean we, I apply it because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's what I'm used to and I know that it, that it's very effective. Yeah. But you go to, I've, I mean, I've catered in a lot of homes and, you know, beautiful homes, gorgeous. It's huge. They have kitchens that are worth more than as much as my house. But you open the the, the pantry, you open the fridge, you open the cupboards. There's no strategy at all. Yeah. And you can no. tell there's not much cooking happening in that kitchen, unfortunately. Yeah. But. You know, I live in a condo, so we we downsize when we moved in the condo, even though there's two of us who are empty nesters, we still cook. So we we strategize how we're gonna use our pantry, where the olive oil is gonna go, where the yeah. vinegars are gonna go, and how we're gonna separate our fridge or where 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 the fruits and the vegetables are gonna go, which by the way, they should never go in the same drawer, the fruits and yeah. the vegetables, because the fruits Will make your vegetables go go off uh, and uh, much faster. But again, we strategize how we store things and strategize mm-hmm. based on what's stored how we're going to eat that week. So having a couple of meals ready to go. So or you know the thing about leftovers, leftovers is the ultimate uh, uh, convenience, mm-hmm. but it's also a smart strategy on if you're going to have a busy week. Mm-hmm. that you, you create some leftovers for that, bu- that busy week. Because when you're busy, you need yes. to, first of all, feed yourself properly. And so the, the, the strategizing of what's happening in your kitchen from how you store it to how you can use it and how you can plan from it is, is, is so important. And it's a skill that's not taught. I mean, nobody teaches you this. I'm sure there are people that are capable of the... I'm just sure there's people that teach how to organize your home And some of them do focus on the kitchen, but this is such a key thing, which is probably something that lesson we could do down the road. I mean, our video showcased that a bit, even the intro videos, but I think we can do this as as a technique, as a cooking technique down the road.
0: It's interesting because there are tons of people out there who, who are teaching you how to, you know, declutter, to do all these different things, but they are they're experts in organization they're not experts in cooking yeah and just the same as people who do interior design or they do architecture and they're not experts in kitchen design they're they're not experts in cooking and i always wonder why people don't consult chefs when it comes to those two key things how to organize yeah. your kitchen and how to actually build a kitchen
1: yeah especially chefs that that are in charge of organizing their kitchen. So probably the best chefs for that are chefs that run a catering company because in catering, the the level of organization that's necessary for it to flow is, yeah. is, is, is insane. Or a fine dining yeah. restaurant because fine dining restaurant, if ingredients are not stored properly or not ordered properly, there's a lot of waste. That's a lot of money down the drain. So it's an important part of the kitchen and the kitchen experience and the kitchen flow. So I think we this podcast has produced work for us in the future. Now yeah. we have to do a video on that, which probably is going to take a bit of time to organize and to figure out because it's not something that we. It's easy for us to teach it at the school because it's you know the menu changes every day and the, probably the the piece that the 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 piece of equipment that we 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 store the most of our ingredients is the freezer
0: yeah
1: yeah so i mean we when we started the school we used to have one upright freezer now we have i think three uprights and a big commercial freezer yeah and you know a lot of people think frozen food oh well it's 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 second rate but uh you know we bring in two chickens for the students to practice on and of course we we're not going to cook it all that day so we're going to freeze it and make use for it down the road same thing with salmon and we, well, bring, we bring in, in half, pigs,
0: half pigs for them to actually pigs. process it yeah and- so, and even though we, you know, we pretty much will use most of that pork throughout the term, it's not something that's being used within a week. It's something that's being used over the last six or seven weeks.
1: And, so, and you know, and one of the instructors, Tarek, he he, he organized the freezer. Like he spent a whole day, if you think about it, his work one day was to take everything out of the freezer, make sure it's labeled and yeah. make sure it's put in the right shelf and then keep an inventory of what's in there. Otherwise, yeah. it'll go to waste. I mean, I, I, I know that there's people that have these chest freezers, and they have no idea what's at the bottom oh. third of the chest freezer, which, by the way, all you have to do is draw on. what I did when I had a chest freezer in my first house. I used a a, a marker to, to draw, actually to write, like, you know, bottom third, I have pork chops in there, yeah. right on the front of the freezer, <laughs> then I would... However, the first time I did it, I used a uh, a Sharpie. So I had to paint over it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, Curtis, another one of our instructors, actually has a really good thing that he uses with with chest freezers is that he puts everything into milk crates. So that way it's easy to, to get the bottom third out and and sort through it and it also gives you that ability to sort of rotate your freezer a little bit that was a great strategy that that he had but i mean if you can if you have the the space and the resources uh, having a stand-up freezer is much much more uh, convenient and it allows you to rotate your food more more effectively I mean, even the little, even the little one that you have is yours. Is yours a chest freezer? Or is it a stand-up? No,
1: it's a small upright. I mean, it's a yeah. tiny upright. It, it, yeah,
0: but still, I mean, that that gives you that 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 ability to, to, to access whatever you need and see almost everything all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But so going back, to, so we 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 got off track a little bit there. But going back to the the pantry, I think one of the the, the really important things is the concept of flexibility of, of cooking. I mean, when you think about it, if somebody even takes our fundamentals 101, there are a bunch of different condiments and oils and vinegars yes, that they're going to be yes. exposed to. And, and having those conveniently on hand is is really crucial. I know that for me, when I set up my kitchen, having my vinegars basically within you know, a foot or two of of my workspace was was crucial so that I can literally open the cupboard without even looking and I know I can just grab whatever I need.
1: Well, one of the things that we're going to do when we do the, the courses that are on, let's say, Middle East, Asia, Italy, mm-hmm. you name it, we're going to focus on the key condiments and ingredients to have on hand so that you can do the global dishes with these because condiments are, you know, we think of condiments as ketchup, but, you know, every culture mm-hmm. has its condiments, uh, balsamic vinegar is a condiment when you think about yeah. it. And it's yeah. a key one for certain uh, Italian dishes. But again, we'll, we'll educate the, the, uh, our audience on which condiments are, are, are prized by chefs when it comes to creating uh, uh, flavor profiles.
0: Absolutely. I I really think that in a lot of ways, people can get overwhelmed by being exposed, especially for people that are taking the the Fundamentals 101, is it's an opportunity to enhance and and broaden your horizons. It doesn't necessarily mean that you always have to have all those ingredients on hand at all times, because what it's going to do is you're going to start to prioritize the direction of of your cooking. And, And I don't know about you, but I know for me, I will go through fads and there'll be times where like, I, I have to have, I have to have miso and I have to have miso yeah. and miso. And then eventually you just move on to something else. And a lot of times I just go with whatever's in the, whatever's handy. I mean, yeah. I, I've talked about this before. I mean, my, my wife just basically pulls something out of the freezer and that's my, that, that, you know, that's my iron chef when I get home is that's what I have to make. So I have to I have to do something with that.
1: Wow. very good so our 15 minutes is up not only that my grandkids are coming over oh and boy they're gonna jump all over me and you're, i you're, gotta find my jock strap <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay i'm gonna clip that last bit <laughs> although i do understand with 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 kids jumping all over you well we, we started, started with nuts traction.
1: we end with nuts <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well that uh is the end of episode 11 of the Northwest Method Express. We finally started to talk a little bit about food. Next episode, we'll we'll go even to a deeper dive about food. I don't know what that's going to be yet, but uh, Tony and I will chat about it, but we guarantee there'll be something about food. Uh, I'm Jonathan, and I'm with Tony, and we shall talk to you soon.